I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter. I'm really excited with our guest today, Sujata Elawat. VP and head of the direct to consumer business at TransUnion Sibyl. Yes, Sibyl. The credit score guys and I'm really thrilled to have them. This is the first time that I have them on the show. We are going to be talking about credit in the post covid world and I really hope that we get to a post covid world because right now uh, the numbers are still really high for us in India. But let's get back to the show. Sujata, thank you so much for doing this for us. Welcome to Paisa Vaisa. Let's just start with a brief recap from you on what's happening on the ground you know what's if you could please tell our listeners how the world of credit has been disrupted in the past few months what have you been seeing uh, have credit scores deteriorated are people missing their emis credit card uh, payments etc so let's start from that thanks anupam for having me over uh, hello everyone hope everybody is safe and indoors uh, so anupam right like you rightly said uh, the impact that we see of the current crisis uh, is not just on the social life of course that's for all of us health is uh, primary for all of us but what we've seen is a big impact on the economic well-being as well you know what we've seen uh, of late there was a study that we did uh, at transunion civil for consumers to understand how is their income saving and consumption pattern changing uh, you know with all this covid related issues that we see uh, and what we've also seen is these change in consumption patterns are being reflected in the inquiries of the new trade lines that we see as well uh, so what we've seen is consumers are looking to delay large ticket size commitments uh, like home loans auto loans uh, as well as a lot of discretionary expenses like vacations a lot of consumers had planned vacations for uh, during these holiday months so we've seen that change uh, when we look from a positive in terms of a credit profile here uh, what is really happy and encouraging to see at uh, you know at our end is we see a lot of consumers now monitoring their credit profile uh, which is which is a very very important sign uh, and we see a lot of them becoming credit conscious so uh, when we look from the fact of people missing their emis i think there's a lot of schemes that the government has launched uh, you know rbi launched a moratorium scheme as well uh, which is actually helping consumers getting back to track uh, you know what we've seen is as consumers are becoming conscious they're very very the you know they're very careful in seeing that whether they need to opt in for moratorium and i think that's an important part as well clearly what we encourage is uh, consumers should get into moratorium only if they need to uh, and maybe you know during the course of the evening today we will talk about how does it impact uh, but few key takeaways people are becoming conscious people are monitoring their credit we've not seen the default going up as well i just want to ask you about how you know what exactly you mean when you say people are monitoring their credit more does that mean that they are pulling in their credit scores checking their credit scores more often as compared to before yes that's right so we see more and more consumers coming and checking the credit score uh, directly to our site what we've also seen is uh, a lot of uh, institutions reaching out to their consumers directly to encourage them to have a healthy repayment uh, you know healthy repayment profile and you know, educating them to improve their credit as well So I think that's a trend we we've seen uh, consumers are spending a lot of time in terms of going through the education content which is there and that that actually is very very encouraging. Wow that's really interesting. I, I think even I'm going to check out my Sibyl score 
once i am done with this recording so in general have you seen any trends in overall credit scores by any chance i mean you know maybe to or is two months too short a time the way the credit score is calculated uh so two months i would say uh, is a short time uh, you know when you look at the impact of a credit uh, impact of a credit behavior on the score it takes a longer period into account so while uh, you know a lot of consumers might think that taking moratorium will not impact their score what is important to know is a credit score basically takes 24 months of history right so it's very very important to continue monitoring that so uh, like you rightly said two months is a short period uh it takes uh, a lot of time and effort to build in that credit score i think that that's an important key takeaway that i want to highlight here okay so sudana we've covered this on the consumer side at the retail side so to say what about the industry side you know how are people businessmen uh, entrepreneurs smes how are they doing it's because i would assume that these guys are the really you know they are they are the worst at two months with no revenue or with very little revenue will be really tough so are these guys applying for new loans how are they managing their liquidity are they missing any payments and most importantly are the government schemes working because a lot of the schemes from the government were aimed at pumping up liquidity uh, in the form of loans via banks via nbfcs and via loan providers so how is this space of our economy doing so uh, anupam you rightly mentioned i think msmes are the worst hit in this entire piece you know because of the declining uh, market demand and rising operating costs Uh, however what we have seen as per our data uh, historic data is structurally stronger msmes will be the least impacted so what we've seen is uh, two out of three msmes will actually be able to scale through this entire lockdown uh, which is a very very encouraging fact uh, what helps this further are the different kind of schemes that are being launched by uh, the government so when when you ask me are these schemes working uh definitely there's a lot of push so the recent one which is the emergency credit line guarantee scheme actually mandates all the banks to reach out to the uh, to the end msmes with higher civil rank uh that's a mandate that the banks have to offer then you have schemes like atmanirbhar uh, abhiyan which is the economic package which has been there so uh you know what is important is the right guys getting these kind of schemes so what is the what are the banks looking at is uh, you know with rbi extending the moratorium i think that gives some bit of interim relief to all the msmes to go through this crisis uh, but the way the banks would definitely look at is are the msmes making use of this moratorium period to bring back their cash flows or delaying the default cycle so uh, what is important is the schemes that are being offered to msmes uh, you know they should go ahead they should approach their banks because a lot of these lenders are mandated to offer these schemes so there is a lot of uh, focus from the government and definitely uh, like like i mentioned you know in the start of the statement uh, they are in good position to come back interesting so you're saying that a lot of them are actually uh, going through this much stronger than what we expect right um do you see any pressure points because the thing is that we don't know how long this 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 crisis will go on especially since the worst hit areas are, are the cities and that's where all the revenue is and these places are not going to be uh you know getting opened up very soon although hopefully the other places which are green zones would would be opening up soon so you know what's your take till when can this strength really go on so i think the way we see this is the change in the way msmes would start approaching business i think the what government and uh, the different schemes are looking at is how do we kind of help them get through this in the shorter period moratorium has been extended for another 3 months which actually gives them the uh, benefit of the you know the 
credit leverage that they have at this stage they at least it gives them comfort to walk that path for the next 3 months at the same time uh, the way these schemes are being offered i think that provides them liquidity to move on in future as well uh, but anupam you rightly said i think the way things would operate would completely change the way the msmes will do their business is going to change completely as well i think a lot of it is going to move digitally uh, there's a lot of focus in these digital initiatives as well when you look at lockdown most of the places uh, you know other than specific red zones most of the places have started opening up as well so uh, as i understand you know even uh, areas certain areas of maharashtra uh, the businesses have started to open up i think the support that is being provided will definitely help msmes to get back on track excellent one last question before we wrap up the first part of our episode how is the overall awareness of people here i'm talking about consumers and i'm talking about smes i'm talking both sides of the business are they reasonably aware of two things one is their credit scores and how they're managing with that and what is available from the government is that messaging is that uh, awareness really there among everybody i would say we're not there as yet definitely more and more consumers are mm. getting aware uh, but like i said there is a lot of mandate from the government and from the regulators to you know they uh, there's a push to the banks and other institutions to continue reaching out to all these msmes and end users to inform them about the schemes uh, i think there's a lot of support in the entire ecosystem everybody uh, you know wants to kind of work together to get these uh, consumers and msme uh, across the line so i think there is a lot of movement around that and uh, i think and what we need to kind of look at is how do we continue building on that so awareness has started to build up you okay. know when you look at uh, the communication sure. that banks are doing to their consumers or the government as well good to know that i'm going to end this part of our show with one very basic question because i love this question it's it's one of the most basic ones that get thrown at me and sometimes even i don't have an idea and who better then transunion civil to answer this so rather just tell our listeners what exactly is a credit score okay how is it generated how our listeners can access their own credit score how does it change i'm I, you know just give me these basic things i have covered this in the past uh, on my podcast but here's the thing i don't get civil every time on my show so let's let's just talk about the actual civil score So uh, a civil score is a three digit uh, numeric summary of a credit profile. So when we look at a credit profile is any kind of loan or uh, any kind of loan or credit card that has been taken by an individual in the past gets reported to the bureau. That is then kind of compiled and basis the different algorithms that are there a number is generated for that credit profile. So a uh, number uh, a credit score is from 300 to 900 the closer it is to 900 it's considered as better uh, the various factors that go into uh, that impact a credit score is definitely your regular repayment that you do uh, how are you paying back your installments what are the kind of uh, loans that you have a secured loan versus an unsecured loan so a credit card for example is a unsecured loan uh, credit type uh, a home loan is a secured loan type what are the number of inquiries that are doing are you doing so are you if you are applying for loans too frequently you might be cons- considered as you know uh, credit hungry and that impacts your score as well uh, so every individual can take the score the score is available on uh, our website civil.com uh, we offer one uh, free uh, score and credit report once a year to all the individuals so a consumer can log into civil.com apply and take the free uh, civil score and report from the site itself fantastic i am a subscriber 
I mean, I have subscribed to my Sybil score and uh, it's interesting. You know, every once in a while, the way that it changes. So that that is pretty useful. So if I may just add here, you rightly said, you know, it's not a one-time score. Uh, it is something that is ongoing. It keeps changing depending on your credit profile. And hence, it's extremely important to monitor where you're moving towards. So uh, every time a new loan is added, every time you make a new re- make a repayment, you close a loan. I think it's very, very important for individuals to take a hold of their credit. And hence, monitoring becomes extremely cru- crucial, and especially in times like now. Understood. Great. So, folks, we're going to take a small break out here. On the other side, we're going to come back with specific advice for you. Whatever Sujata said, you know, that how to monitor your score, how to improve your score, what you should be doing right now, the moratorium, a whole lot of other stuff, which is very specific to you. And hopefully, we'll have some good tips for you on the credit side. So, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with Sujata Elawat, VP and Head Direct to Consumer Business at TransUnion Civil Show. This is the Credit in the Post-COVID World Special on Pesa Vesa. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Folks, welcome back to Pesa Baisa. This is the Credit in the Post-COVID World Special with Sujata Alawad, VP and Head Direct to Consumer Business at TransUnion Civil. Sujata, so you have the credit score, you know, what we call the civil score for individuals, for consumers, for people like me. Is there something similar for institutions or for for businesses, for SMEs? Yeah, so, uh, you know, like you have civil score for individuals, uh, we do have civil rank for businesses as well. So just to talk a little bit more about civil rank, uh, it is uh, derived from the company credit report. So like you have a credit cr- report for an individual, you have a company credit report for entities. So it ranges from uh, 10 to 1, where uh, 1 is the best rank that you can uh, an entity can get, and 10, of course, is the lowest. You know, Just like we have civil score for individuals, where a lot of benefits that an individual can get with a high civil score, uh, there's a similar thing that, Entities can, you know, avail of by having a high civil rank as well. Uh, you know, some of them would be faster loan approvals. Uh, a lot of banks now bases a high civil rank, provide uh, faster, quicker uh, disbursals to loans. A lot of schemes that the government have launched as well are dependent on higher civil ranks uh, as well. Banks also extend lower interest rates to people with high civil ranks. So I think there's there's a lot of merit in monitoring the uh, company's credit report as well. Uh, there's not as much awareness as yet because people talk about civil score. But when I look at businesses and their path to growth, civil rank plays a very, very important role. Very interesting, you know, because I was wondering when uh, I really didn't have any idea at all. And it's interesting, right? Because you're saying that for SMEs, a lower score is better. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 is a very good score, the, the best score. That's right. Okay. And for us, for, for individuals, it's on the other side. Okay, great. So, yeah, so now let's get into the you know the main question out here. So for a lot of us, everything is on hold. Um, people who wanted to buy a house, buy a car, like you said in the first part of the show, go on a vacation. All of this is completely on hold. Hopefully, you know maybe uh, the plans can be revived once things start to get back on track. So simple question: In these difficult times, you know how can our listeners? Stay credit conscious, you know, how does that work? What would be your advice or what would be some useful tips for them? So uh, you rightly said, Adupam, while these are tough times, people, I would say, have deferred a lot of plans because I think the way the businesses are approaching, uh, they have deferred a lot of plans. And, you know, going forward, it's extremely important to be credit conscious during this quarantine period, I would say. Uh, Some of the uh, tips that we definitely would like to give to the listeners is 
the first and the most talked about part is the moratorium you know uh, basically what a moratorium means a, a lot of consumers tend to get into this moratorium cycle because it is available uh, what is important to know is if you can make a payment during this time uh, if your finances have not been impacted continue paying paying on time because that will one continue make sure that you know you have a good credit profile your score continues to be uh, high at the same time what you need to pay back after the moratorium period will be lower so making timely payments is the first step that everybody if they can follow should follow the second big piece is if you by any chance uh, you know you need to uh, avail of moratorium save to pay back because while the score might not be impacted during this short period but once the moratorium opens up you would need to it's a deferral not a waiver you will need to pay the installment along with the interest that will get accrued so pay to pay back uh, or sorry what i meant was save to pay back i think that's extremely important as well the third big piece is while everything is going digital continue to maintain the credit utilization spends uh, that's extremely important don't go overboard on the entire credit utilization piece uh, once lockdown opens up uh, apply for new credit in moderation i think because that's going to be extremely important uh, you know people have the tendency that you know go and apply for credit apply in moderation what needs to be done because this is a longer period uh, that we are looking at the last uh, and the most important part is monitoring the credit profile not just for the uh, score and for the credit profile but what we've also seen is as everything starts moving in digitally a lot of frauds are likely to happen as you start monitoring your report you monitoring your credit profile regularly uh, that will actually help you see if there are any you know changes that are happening or if any kind of you know fraud that might have happened on in your name or your account that's extremely important as well so these are some tips that you know uh, users can look at to ensure they are on top of credit when this entire thing opens up i want to just talk about that fraud thing in a little bit more of uh, details so that you can just help us through that right because i for example i have a friend who did in fact see a fraud on his credit card uh, a couple of months not couple of months couple of weeks ago reported it to the credit card company and they obviously blocked it and now he's waiting for a new one to come in and that dispute is going on yeah. what happens next as far as my credit score is concerned so uh the way once you know once the bank uh, or the credit card company accepts it it will make changes to the bureau as well uh, and it will make the changes to the bureau and report it as not outstanding uh, what i want to highlight is the different parts of a credit report because that's going to be important you have your personal information so if somebody else applies for a loan in your name you would actually see that flagged as well you have different kinds of accounts for example credit card what is the spend that is being reported on that as well that is available as well uh, so as you start monitoring your report you actually get flagged that you know if there's a new inquiry that has been added in your report which means that if you've not applied for a loan somebody else has so uh, and that clearly helps you to go back to the lender and say that you know that the fraud which is which you just mentioned you've not spent it right and hence that needs to be reversed which will not then impact your uh, credit score very interesting therefore how often should i check my credit score our recommendation is people should monitor it monthly uh, in fact a lot of features that we are trying to build in uh, for consumers uh, is an alert facility uh, you know when you subscribe you can actually get an alert so every time there's a change in the report a consumer gets uh, uh, gets alerted but uh, the best frequency would be at least monthly because that's how data keeps getting getting reported to the uh, to the bureau some of the institutions are reporting it as frequently as you know fortnightly and earlier as well 
very interesting so now you know like for example now i am i am actually on my own credit report now that you mentioned it i thought let me just check it out since i have actually subscribed to civil so folks uh, yeah. just a point of note out there uh, like sujatha said you get a one time enquiry on civil free but after that if you want to know more you have you have to subscribe to the service and you can check out the cost of subscription out there when i'm seeing my credit report online right now i'm seeing personal information contact information employment information account information and enquiry information and this is all of the stuff is damn detailed you know if you want you guys can see your credit report and look at all these segments and i would encourage all of you to do that i think the one so so that when i go to check my credit score do i get a one time download free from civil of the report yes so when you check your uh, credit score for the first time we actually help you create a login where you get the entire one time report free uh, along with the credit score what we also have as an additional facility for the consumers uh, who are downloading the report is in case they see a mismatch in their credit profile or there's some information that they need to know more we also have a online dispute resolution mechanism so you would notice that you actually uh, when you see your report it's in, in a login based portal right there a consumer or yes. has credit education features and you can actually dispute if there's some information which Uh, you might think is incorrect so we actually help you get in touch with the banks as well so it's an automated dispute resolution system created within the portal for all the consumers yeah but just to be clear uh, you would the so you're a information collecting agency as in right. if there is an issue with the records i will have to take it up from the person from whom you got that information from no so absolutely so you rightly said we are a uh, information collecting agency but the way it works is when you raise a dispute with us we get in touch with the bank and help the consumer ah. resolve it no and as per the uh, the law as well it's both uh, the credit information company and the bank's responsibility to re- re- help resolve the dispute together for the consumer so we actually are the conduit for that entire information you raise a dispute with us we raise it uh, we reach out to the bank and then in the same portal you know you can come and see if your dispute has been resolved uh, for some instance if it says that you know uh, we will also flag off if you need to reach out to the bank directly because if the bank comes back to us and says that there is no change in that uh, case we ask the consumers to go to the bank directly and that's when uh, and post that other changes made fantastic so i'm saying that you do the handholding there i'm not left on my own uh, you know you track the dispute for me and i can interact with you and figure this out Absolutely Anupam I think you know it it's in fact we uh, you know you're raising a dispute with us we help the consumers to resolve the dispute and then obviously with the education piece that we're talking about there are factors uh, in terms of how do we how do consumers help get back on track as well I think and that's the reason we moved to a login based portal where consumers can actually see how their credit behavior can change over a period of time Yeah yeah I'm saying that because there are a lot of uh... how should i put it? agencies or people who actually help you to improve your credit score and i'm not sure about you know how that works because if i'm getting a direct interaction with civil which generates my score i would definitely go for that absolutely i think it is uh, you know a lot of consumers don't know that you know they can raise a dispute directly uh, and improving your own score and improving your credit profile is in consumer's hand it's it's not impossible a little bit of due diligence a little bit of right direction i think everybody can move towards a high civil score fantastic i hope to have you back sometime for you know for maybe we having a detailed discussion on this but last question sujatha just walk our listeners through this concept of moratorium because by god every time that i'm talking to someone you know in two months down the line people are still not very clear about how how this works so just explain a what it means b how it works and c the most important thing what is your suggestion 
So, uh, moratorium basically is the time period. So now uh, it's been extended for another three months, where consumers will have an option to defer their payments. Uh, you know, simply put, a consumer who's been regular uh, in his payments, uh, if by any chance he's not able to pay during this time, a consumer can actually opt in to defer those three months. Uh, so earlier it was three months, now it's six months to defer those loan installments for a future period. Just to highlight here, this is not waiver, this is deferral. So what that means is uh, consumers will still need to pay the outstanding amount when this uh, moratorium gets over. At the same time, interest continues to get accrued. So if I had to kind of give you an example of a credit card outstanding, you know, while you might want to defer your credit card outstanding payments, the interest percentage that gets accrued on that will be additional that the consumer will have to pay. So uh, it's it's extremely important. You know, a lot of times we hear a lot of questions uh, at the bureau as well, where people feel that okay, it's it's a waiver or it's you know three month break which is there. Why not take it? You know, can I can I preserve my cash at this point this point in time? But what they don't know is uh, the impact that it may have in the long run. So as an example, say if it was a home loan uh, that you had for 36 months, the deferral of six months that you see gets added as a home loan uh, tenor. At the end of the at the end of the tenor, and what that means is the interest continues to get accrued for the next 20-24 months. Uh, hence, uh, I think our suggestion is not everybody should opt in for moratorium. Opt in only if you need it, because uh, you know once it opens up, you will have to pay back. Your credit score and credit history is dependent. Uh, while immediate impact might not be there, but credit score is calculated over a period of 36 months. It will have an impact in long run. Likewise, a lot of consumers would have opted in already. You know, if they can pay back, they should probably opt out of the second wave. But there are cases, you know, where consumers definitely need to need that kind of need to preserve that cash in the next three, four months. What they should look at is saving for future because, you know, uh, it is extremely important. As soon as the moratorium period gets over, they should be paying the outstanding because that's when once it gets over, your credit score and your uh, credit report needs to be extremely clean uh, because, you know, once things open up, you would want to go in for loans. You will need access to credit. So save now to pay back later as well. These are the three, four factors that I would definitely see, uh, you know, ask consumers to consider. And one, one key takeaway is opt-in only if you need to. Fantastic. That's some really clear advice. Opt-in only if you need to, folks. And save, save, save. Please save. Okay, that's very important. And of course, the standard disclaimer, guys, please speak to your loan provider for the exact terms and conditions of your loan and therefore your moratorium. Now, there are a lot of calculations going around on the internet and here and there about how if you extend it by six months, your you know your eventually your tenure gets extended by X Y Z month. So please, every loan is different and every um, you know every installment is different. So please check out the exact calculations by sitting and talking with your loan provider. Uh, so thank you so much. That was really valuable advice. So folks, in general, keep this in mind. If you have the money, please pay. Okay, do not use a moratorium if you can afford to pay right now. Extending it just because it's available. I don't know about that, okay? And of course, if you're in genuine need of money right now, then you'll have, you know, then maybe that might be an option for you. But each case is different. Each and every individual's needs are different. So just figure that out on your own. So let's give you some very general tips which are useful uh, for you to figure this out. So folks, that is a wrap on this episode of Pesa Vesa. 
my guest, Sujata Ella, VP and Head Direct to Consumer Business at TransUnion Civil. Sujata, thank you so much for joining us and for helping our listeners figure out this credit in the post-COVID world. And I hope that is, we actually see the post-COVID world soon. Thank you so much for giving us some really useful tips for our listeners. Thank you for having me over, Anupam. Uh, for all the listeners, stay safe, stay credit conscious. Thank you. Stay safe, stay credit conscious. I like the sound of that. So folks, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IVM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your host, Anur Mukta, B50 on Twitter. That is a wrap on this episode. Thank you for listening. No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.